We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, Thursday, March the 23rd, 2023. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, your host of the Daily Crow of the Spurs Up show. Appreciate you all tuning in. I see John Edward, Travi, Stephen Ball Jr., Alan Vaughn, Brandon Ward, Xavier, and Noah Johns. What's up? Also, those in the Big Cock Club Discord, have the TDC Questions channel. The TDC Questions channel, be sure your questions are answered there as we are live. We are rocking here on this Thursday. Just got off with Inside the Gamecocks. JB and Phil had a great conversation. JC is out of town. He's actually at Disney World in sunny Florida, so... Hope JC's having a ton of fun. Uh, so that means no JC Sherbert on the show today. So we got a full day of taking your questions, your comments, your calls as well. Again, 843-790-3377. Also, guys, of course, we are rocking the TSUS Spring Tour begins at Carolina Alehouse in Harbison in Columbia, South Carolina. Tonight, really excited. Looking forward to getting down there, guys. We've got the official Beamer Ball to the Moon 2023 Tour shirts. They will be for sale exclusively on the tour. And we got those in. And, guys, they are absolutely electric. Cannot wait to fling those around tonight. Also, we've got the Beamer Ball towels, koozies. we got koozies to give away as well. Really, really excited, guys, to get out there and, and get this tour kicked off and started the right way. And we'll be out there 6 o'clock is when we'll get going, guys. We'll be out there 6 o'clock. To until, until, just when this thing's over, it's over. Uh, probably about 9, 9.30 or 10 or so, just when everybody disperses. But uh, going to be a really good time. We'll take questions, do a Q&A around 7 or 7.30, give you guys some updates on business, life, content, the Gamecocks, of course. And, um, yeah, really, really excited to get the spring tour going. Guys, of course, as always, TDC brought to you by our friends over at Price Picks. Head to pricepicks.com or download the app. Uh, use promo code TS. U.S. to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, you can play anything and everything, college sports, pro sports, whatever you can think of. They have got it over at Price Picks, right? We got March Madness going on, anything and everything in between. MLB is about to start up. Actually, I think it's a week until MLB opening day. Really, really excited for it. So, guys, go check them out. That's pricepicks.com or head over to the Price Picks app. Use that promo code TS. U.S. at sign up to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. Again, guys, phone lines are open, 843 
That is 843-790-3377 here on the airwaves. We'll go ahead and jump right in your questions. Connor Lee says, I feel like we're still waiting for Sanders to have a shutdown start this year. Hopefully that comes Friday, a.k.a. tomorrow. think we'll definitely need it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think we're all just waiting on Sanders to have that dominant start. And, you know, that's not necessarily one of my top things I'm looking for this weekend just because we keep saying it over and over and over again. But until, to your point, until he has that dominant start, if you will, I think we're all going to be waiting on it. So, listen, I'm just asking Will Sanders to give you some quality baseball. I'm not asking him to be anything out of the ordinary. By the way, guys, it's going to be a beautiful weekend. and I mean, a beautiful weekend for baseball at Founders Park. High of 87 tomorrow with sunny skies. 79 on Saturday. There are scattered thunderstorms, a 50% chance, but I'm sure we'll be good to go playing ball. And then Sunday, partly cloudy, 20% chance of rain, high of 80. So, again, it feels like we had that cold, that stretch of cold days here this week. Now it kind of seems like we got spring coming into the fold. Masters week just around the corner, of course. So uh, going to be a great weekend for baseball, but it'll be a great night for Will Sanders tomorrow night to throw the baseball well. And, you know, I would expect him to do so, honestly. So, uh, but I do agree with you. You know, we're all kind of waiting on that, just that dominant, kind of what Brandon Sprout did last week, what Vanderbilt starting pitcher did last week. We're sort of waiting on that big breakout start for Will, and I think it will come. I think it will come, no doubt. Uh, Justin Warren, do you think we get two of three this weekend when Mizzou coming off a sweep of Tennessee? Justin, I have locked in my prediction. I do have the Yardcocks winning two of three. And listen, Missouri's a hot team right now. They're a very, very hot team. They're playing great baseball, but I I do believe South Carolina, uh, I think the Gamecocks at home, I think they'll do enough to get the series win. But I think all three games will be really, really competitive. You know, JB and I were just talking about this on inside the Gamecocks, you know, looking ahead to this weekend series against Missouri and then next weekend at the Dude in Starkville, you know, we were talking about what would be kind of a dream start. What would be the start to where South Carolina after those first three weekends is really in the national seed hosting conversation? And seven and two is what I said, and he agreed with me. And because, guys, listen, sweeping Georgia was great. And anytime you can sweep, it's awesome. It's incredible. But if you're able to win two out of three, the next two weekends, and you start 7-2 and two in conference play, you're going to be in the top 10, and guess who's going to be coming to town the next weekend? The LSU Tigers, probably still going to be the number one ranked team in all of college baseball. So it's about winning series. If you can sweep, I mean, that's absolutely great, but uh, it's all about just taking two of three at minimum. I think the Gamecocks will do that this weekend. Uh, I think at home, they've got the edge. And I think while it was really impressive what Mizzou did against Tennessee, let's see how they do outside of Como. Let's see how they do outside of Como. Let's see what they do against this Gamecocks pitching staff. And I think that's going to be, guys, one of the biggest keys of the weekend because, you know, admittedly, I didn't watch every single inning of the Missouri-Tennessee series. But you look at what Missouri did well in that series against the Vols. And I thought what was so impressive, it seemed like every time I checked social media and every time I checked the scores of those games, it was like the first or second inning, and Missouri's already up 4 nothing, 5 nothing. They were jumping all over Tennessee's pitching staff, their starting pitcher specifically. And I, you can say whatever you want about the balls. They're overrated. They're no good. But that, that pitching staff still one of the best in the conference. But guys like Dolander and Burns. So it is critical this weekend that Sanders, Hall, Mahoney, that they're at their best, and you don't get behind the eight ball, if you will, because Missouri is a team, again, playing with a lot of confidence right now. You want to hold them down, give your sticks time uh, to get it going, obviously, and at home, I think you will. And for that reason, I think the Gamecocks starting pitching 
will shine. I think they'll be able to slow down that Missouri Tigers offense. And I think for that reason, the Gamecocks will take two of three, thanks to an elite pitching staff. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> yeah, it's going to be a very competitive weekend. I'd expect all three games to be great games. I, I really would. I, I don't think you're going to see what we saw last weekend where you're winning games by run rule and seven innings, whatever. I, I think it's going to be three very, very competitive, very competitive ball games. Absolutely. So looking forward to it. Excited. And uh, yeah, going to be an awesome week of baseball. Guys, in case you you missed it or just before anybody asked, there are no live stream watch-alongs this weekend. We are not doing the live stream watch-alongs this weekend. Again, like I told you guys, this is not going to be an every weekend kind of thing. It's not going to be an every weekend kind of thing. We're going to do it a lot of weekends, but it's not going to be an every weekend thing. So just wanted to make that clear and let you guys know what the deal is, if you will. Um, not going to be an every weekend thing. So just to give you guys a heads up. Let's see. I'm now curious because I was talking about MLB and uh, opening day. Let's see. When did the Braves open up here? <clears throat> it looks like, yeah, the 30th. So the game, or excuse me, the game. Because the Braves are at the Nationals to open this season. Their first home game is not till April the 6th. How about that? Their first home game is not till April the 6th. But I tell you what, that'd be fun to go April the 7th. I, I will be in town. So they're at home from the 6th to the 12th. Why have to check out a, uh, a Braves game? Why not? Why not? Anyways, uh, John Ember, Anthony Scudicari announcement Saturday at 6 p.m. I had no idea, John Ember. Thank you for updating us. I had no clue that was the case. Had no clue. Guys, Gamecocks on the practice field today. Gamecocks on the practice field today. Shane Beamer hyping the boys up. Uh, really exciting stuff. The pads are on. The pads are popping. And, uh, yeah, I, I know we're all excited. Just our little taste of football, if you will. Um, by the way, guys. Dropped a new merch item today. Dropped the new merch item today. The Beamer Rattler 2023 flags are officially on the store over at TSUS.store. Be sure to check it out. The flag that you're going to need for tailgate season. You absolutely have to have it. Be sure to check it out. I saw my guy, Bruin Nation, by the way, speaking of Twitter and social media, uh, Bruin Nation comments said they took the bait. I mean, Bruin Nation... You want to call it bait, I, I just say that uh, I was not surprised by the reaction. <laughs> I was I was not surprised in the slightest. I was not surprised in the slightest. Um, yeah. I was not surprised in the slightest. It's it's funny how people how people I think I think what happens, man, like honestly, I think what happens honestly is that is that people look at Twitter as like it's not a real place and you like you're not even really interacting with real human beings, right? So I think that's why people are so quick to say things that they don't have to stand behind. You know what I mean? And that's why I don't take it seriously either. I don't take it personally because um, it's just all made up, make-believe BS. I mean, I I've always looked at like Twitter beef that way. Like, bro, Twitter beef is not real life beef. Twitter nonsense is is just it's not real. It's not it's not real life. So I mean, if if you say if you say you're gonna kick somebody's ass on Twitter, it means nothing like in the real world. You know what I mean? So, anyways, it, it's all in good fun though. That was a funny clip, and uh, yeah, I, I loved seeing the uh, the reaction, if you will. I loved seeing the reaction. 
Justin Warren is going to try to do one or two series this year, too, for the Braves. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go at some point. I don't know which game it'll be, but, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to to getting to Atlanta. Those are always fun games, man. Those are always really fun games. Uh, again, I mean, they play the 6th through the 12th. Each and every single game is a 7 or 7.20 first pitch, if you will. So, yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. That'll be a lot of fun. And, I, I you know, it's easy to make it a – Easy to make it a a night or just just like a, a, a there and back in the night, if you will. They also played the twenty first to the twenty seventh long home stretch. They got the Astros, they got the Marlins for four, so be a lot of fun. Be really really cool. Anyways, guys, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. That's eight four three seven nine zero three three seven. It's funny. JB asked me, "What do you got? What do you got scheduled for the show today?" I'm like, "Dude, we're taking questions, comments, calls, and from there." It's unscripted, man. It's it's wide open. It's wide open. So, you know, I, I I mean, that's the beauty of TDC. We don't script this thing. We don't script this thing. Um, it, it's it's just you know we kind of go based off of we kind of go based off of what you guys want to talk about, what you guys want to discuss, and you know whether it be sports, it be not sports. It's just you know whatever it might be. So that's the beauty of this show. That's really truly what the beauty of this show is. So. Let's see. Pads were popping, or pads are popping this morning in Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, looks like Dale from East Tennessee has been active on Twitter as well. He said, if you ain't never had a corn dog after dark, you ain't living. I hear you, Dale. BDD out. <laughs> Dale's profile picture is a picture of Shoney's. Oh, my God. I love that. I love that. Yeah, 8,000 views. 8,000 views on that on that video of uh, posing the hypothetical whose ass would you want to kick? Whose ass would you want to kick? 8,000 views on that video. Sometimes, like, I, I'm not necessarily a pot stirrer. Sometimes I just like to check to see if people are awake. You know what I mean? Because Because things get really... They get really calm this time of year, as I've said many times. So it, it's sometimes it's nice to kind of, you know, kind of just nudge people and say, hey, wake up, man. Wake up. We're still here. Still rocking. Still making content. So Connor Lee says, who's your, who's your pick to win the Masters? <clears throat> Great question. Um, I don't know, man. Does Scheffler go back to back? Bro, it's hard to pick against Scotty, man, the way he's playing. Um, I think the better question is, I think the better question is, is it one of the favorites, one of like the top 10, or is it going to be like some... The Masters has got a really unique way of producing winners of guys that like are very under the radar or you've like never even heard of. You know what I mean? Like there have been winners over the years where it's, it's just not, it's not always the no-brainer guy. You know what I mean? Um, I think Scotty Scheffler is probably the most consistent golfer on the tour. John Rahm would be a really interesting pick, I think. I mean, is he going to win one eventually? Um, you know. So, I think what's just going to be so intriguing, though, <clears throat> is the Champions Dinner and all these guys coming back over from live and playing in this golf tournament. Like, to me, I I'm following golf more closely now because I'm actually playing more golf. But... So it's like it's and I've watched the full swing documentary on Netflix, which is really, really good, by the way. But 
yeah, the just the, the, the divide between those guys is crazy. It's crazy. And and watching, and I'll say this. I I see I see Connor Lee says Frick live. I know there's some people that feel really strongly on it. I mean, I just like I, I'll just say this. I have no problems with guys going to live. I, I don't. I just I have no issue with it. I, I really don't. Like I I understand the whole I mean, is it is it kind of an icky thing playing for Saudi Arabia and the, the, the money and where it's coming from? But like, dude, I, I think it's easy. Let me just say this. It's easy to sit here and say, oh, the money's this and that, and like whatever. Like, don't do it. But like, bro, you're not the one getting a hundred million dollars shoved in your face. Like, you don't know what you'd do. You don't know what you would do. You know what I mean? So it's very easy to sit here on this side and say you would never do it, but like you're not getting offered 100 mil. You're not getting offered any sort of, I mean, it's crazy. Like these guys, they're getting more money in one lump sum than they made their entire careers on the PGA Tour, you know? And I think there's some guys, I mean, I I think that, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think what's unfortunate, though, I mean, I, I think for them what's unfortunate, I, I just, I don't know, man. Like, has anybody watched Live Golf? Does anybody watch it? I, I mean, I, I don't even know how half the time. I guess it's on the CW or something. But, like, is anybody watching? Is anybody watching Live? I, I just, I haven't tuned into a single tournament, and I like golf. I like golf, you know? So... You know, and I'll I'll say this, after watching the episode with, like, Brooks Kepka, you know, after watching the episode with Brooks Kepka and how just, how negative and and self-deprecating he was talking about his game, like, bro, I get why he took the money, because he don't believe he can win. He doesn't believe he can win. Like, why wouldn't you take the money? Take all the pressure off. You don't even think you can win, which is crazy to me. Which is crazy to me. Anyways, guys, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. Uh, let's see, Connerly. I mean, I go get it, go get the bag. But I feel like there's plenty of money on the tour with sponsorships and winning. How much does someone need, Connerly? I tell you this again. You sit there and you say, like, how much does someone need? But you, you, some people can't get enough, man. Like, you can't get enough. You, you always need more, need more. And I mean, I, I would agree with you to the sense of like, you don't want to be attached to material things in that way. Like, if you're always needing more, then you'll never find happiness. You'll never be fulfilled, right? That's how you end up being miserable and being rich. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, listen, everybody's got different reasons. And if, if these, I'll just say this too, if these guys with kids, especially, I didn't realize, I forgot Dustin Johnson has kids and um, you know, the episode they did with uh, what's his name, what's his name that wears all the crazy pants. Uh, good God. What is his name? Somebody help me out. But these guys that have kids, man, if they want to set up their families for, you know, for generations, I, who am I to tell them not to do it? I mean, they know what they're doing to their, to their legacy, Poulter, Ian Poulter, yeah, they know what they're doing to their legacy. They know, I, I mean, but for me, though, it's like, does it tarnish Phil Mickelson's legacy? You know, he's still one of the greatest golfers ever. I, I don't think that, um, yeah, 
I think he's still one of the greatest golfers ever. So I don't know. It's an interesting topic. It's a very interesting topic for sure. I'm sure our guy Phil, if he's tuned in, is just loving all this golf talk. I'm sure he's loving it. Anyways, guys, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. Um. <laughs> Yeah, you got the match play going on right now. Rick Foreman says the exchange between Dak and Cornwell yesterday was comedy gold. Well, that was actually a couple days ago, but yeah, the video got reshared, and uh, I mean, it's just electric stuff. Electric stuff. Man. I I don't think Phil meant to do that, but man, I mean, if 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 not having a feel was a person, right? If if not having a feel was a person, goodness gracious. Just a crazy, crazy question to ask. Yeah, I did see the Champions Dinner, by the way. Very, very good. Yeah, it looked delicious. Looked delicious. Connor, I didn't. I watched some highlights this morning. I have not watched a ton of the match play this week. Haven't watched a ton. Have not watched a ton. I did see the highlights, though. Connor Lee, how much do you think Bustin' with the Boys pay for their interviews? <laughs> now, there's a great question. There's a great question. Um, for Coach Beamer, I don't think they paid anything. Now, for Rattler and Wells, I think they came out of pocket. Mm-hmm. I think, I think they probably, they, they paid at minimum a thousand a piece for, for sure. Absolutely. I think probably 1500 a piece for those two guys. Mm-hmm. I don't think Beamer made them pay, though. I, I think Beamer took advantage of that for just exposure for the program. Uh, it's a great question, though. It's a great question because free interviews are no longer a thing. Free interviews are no longer a thing. A absolutely. Um, and I know that for a fact. I know that from personal experience. I mean, guys, there's, there's, there's guys on the roster. I'll, I'll tell you this. We were approached like a week and a half before the bowl game. I was approached by – a guy who was an agent for six or seven or eight players. If you, I think he actually commented on TDC a couple of times. And nice guy, cool guy. But, uh, you know, it was just crazy to hear guys that had never even taken a snap at South Carolina or guys who had very, very limited playing time asking for three, four, $500 for an interview. And it's just the nature of the beast now. It's it's the reality of the business. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. And I, listen, I'm all for it. Guys want to uh, monetize their name, image, and likeness. But, you know, the guys that are on the top of my mind that he was marketing for, he was working with, I think that's why you haven't heard them do any interviews because, no offense, those guys that were asking for that money, they're not worth it. I'm not going to name any names. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's just I – was, I was sort of blown away. I, I, I just – I think if you're – I mean, if you're charging – and, again – do whatever you like. This is just my opinion, though. You're asking, you're, you're, you're a 19, 20-year-old kid at South Carolina. You're a football player, and, and you're not Spencer Rattler. You're not, right? You're not. Because I, I'll tell you this, guys. If I was going to pay for an interview, Spencer Rattler's probably the only guy I'd pay for. I don't think there's anybody else on that roster that's worth it. And no offense, I, and that's just me. That's just me. There's nobody else on that roster that, because you you, again, when you think about it from the business standpoint, we're not just throwing money away from here. Or we're not just throwing money away here. When you think about it from the business standpoint, is there going to be even a, a remote chance for a return on investment? Is the impact on the business felt going to be worth this money that we are spending? 
I don't I think Spencer Rattler is the only player that would move the needle to that degree. And so I I just look at some of these guys that are asking upwards of five, six, seven hundred dollars for interviews, and it's like, who do you think you are? Like Elon Musk? Like, I mean, dude, come on. Like, I think it'd have been unfortunately, and again, I, I know we're geared now with an IL to to, you know, do nothing for free. Like, I gotta monetize everything, but it's like, I gotta be honest, I think you're missing a great opportunity to to market yourself and to tell your story on the TSUS platform. I mean, our content's going to reach the masses. There's no question about it. Every single clip we put out there, it does well. I mean, just yesterday I put out a clip, and it was a silly clip, but about, like, who would you want to fight? It's got 8,000 views. Like, if a player comes on this show, their word, their message, whatever they want to convey, it's going to get conveyed to the masses. That alone, that's worth more than that money you're asking for, that little $500, right? And Brandon Ward, there is no need, my guy. Do not cash at me to get spent on the show. It's not happening. Um, I think we are on the the blacklist of Carolina football, maybe even Carolina athletics. So there, there will be no current. I say, you know, it's funny, though. I say there will be no current players coming on the show, but Luke Doty, I mean, we had him on last year, but, you know, the way that that worked, we actually got, it actually worked where we got uh, – the Hidden City Music Festival. They were the ones that set it up, and they got him to do the interview, and I just happened to do the interview and produce it. And so it did work out that way. But, uh, you know, I'll tell you guys, I don't, I don't think this is like anything we have to keep secret. You know, I, I um, we don't have a great relationship with Steve Fink. You know, obviously, I, I just – I think Steve Fink's first impression of me was Fire Must Champ, and from then he, Justin King, certain guys in that building have just been anti-TSUS from the jump, which is totally fine. I, I don't need their blessing to do anything I do. Um, and I'm sure, you know, I'm sure it goes above Steve Fink, by the way. So I hate to like put it all on him, but, um, you know, when Spencer Rattler first committed to South Carolina, you know, obviously we've collabed on all this merchandise, stuff like that, put money in his pocket. You know, it's funny to see the, the slap dicks on social media to ask about what are you doing for now? This, uh, I just don't choose to share my business with people that don't need to know it. Right. I know what's going down. Rattler knows what's going down. His team knows what's going down. And it ain't really anybody else's business outside of that. It's not. It's not. Spoiler, it's not. So I don't need to tell percentages. I don't need to tell business deals. I don't, I don't need to appease to slap dicks. There's no appeasing needed. Your job is to buy the merch and enjoy the value. My job is to deal with all the business stuff behind the scenes. That's it, bottom line. But yeah, so anyways, you know, we had those conversations where Rattler have a great uh, have, have a great relationship with him. And he had expressed interest on coming to the show and you know, I'll never forget one of my old business partners, Dason and Shalabi Law Firm. They, uh, you know, they were interested. And in, in with the NIL space, you know, sponsoring interviews and paying for them. And one of them was Spencer Rattler. And, I mean, guys, we offered him upwards of like $800, and we just never heard back. So, I don't know if Fink or Carolina got a hold of him or or what the deal was, but we we offered what I think is a, a lot of money for a 20-minute conversation. Um, I mean, hell, I told you guys this before, but like a guy like Jaheim Bell, he wanted $500 for 15 minutes. And I said, thanks, but no thanks. I appreciate the, uh, appreciate your time. So, I mean, it's just like, I'm just, I'm not in the pay for interview space, man. My, <clears throat> my, my voice carries enough weight. There, there's just no need. It, it makes no business sense. You know, I, I love getting former players on and having guys telling their story, but I, I'd rather get a guy like, for example, like a Dawson Hoffman, who we're going to have on the show next week. I'd rather have a guy like that. He, he might not have played a whole, whole lot, but he's willing to come on, tell his story, share behind-the-scenes things. And guys that just, you know, from one Gamecock to another want to talk Gamecocks and share great conversation. And 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 they see the value in come on, coming on my show the same way I see the value in them coming on. Uh, 
I'd honestly rather have combos with those guys because, guys, you get a guy like – no offense to him again. You get a guy like a Rattler. You get a guy like a like a, a Juice Wells. You, you get a guy like a Jaheim Bell last year. What are they going to say on the airwaves that's going to be worth $500, for example? Like, what <clears throat> What would Jaheim Bell – what nugget would he have said that would have been worth that? Because, you know, everything's going to be pre-canned like they're at a press conference. Everything is going to be just by the book. Don't say anything outlandish. Don't say anything over the top, which is totally fine. But I'm just giving you all an inside look of why you're not seeing current players, <clears throat> why you're not seeing that, you know, why you're not seeing them on the show. And, and I love them to death, and I, I appreciate them. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, at, you know, you, you talk to guys like Dawson Hoffman and Patrick Reedy and, and, and Corbett Glick and those guys that played on the team. It's funny. They laugh about it because they, they straight up told me, uh, and we're talking about guys that are on the team as soon or re as recently as 2021. And it's funny, they, they mentioned that, you know, there's there's a lot of guys in the locker room that, that love you. There's some guys that absolutely hate you, and it is what it is. And listen, I, I totally get it, man. I, I totally get it. So, <laughs> all right, let's jump to the phone lines here. Skyler, what's up, man? How are you? Good, good. How you been? I'm doing fantastic, man. Appreciate you asking. What's up? Not much. I'm just curious to see how this weekend goes for the Yardcocks. <clears throat> I'm curious as well, my friend. I'm. Uh, I think it'll be a great series. I mean, I got Carolina winning two or three, as I'm sure you saw, but I, I do think it's going to be a really fun, competitive, back and forth weekend. Right, right. I, I know Tuesday was pretty bad. And just, I know people had the stomach bug, and of course, you know, baseball is a weird game, and you're going to have ups and downs. Yeah, for sure. No, for sure. I, I guess you were uh, – what was your thoughts on the game Tuesday night? Uh, I know, uh, you know, baseball's weird, but I still don't think people like from Charlotte should hold us down for sure because I don't think they even recruit – we don't even recruit the type of players they have. But, you know, every team has good players. And baseball is just one of them weird nights that, you know, sometimes it just don't go your way. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I, I do agree. I, I don't uh, – I'm not making more of it than we need to. You know what I mean? It's it's just one of those things. You look across the SEC and, you know, it just happens. I mean, Vanderbilt lost to Central Arkansas and they swept Ole Miss. Explain that. You know what I mean? So, it's just – I mean, sometimes ba baseball is just a funny game and, you know, sometimes you do lose. Sometimes it's not your night. And, uh, you know, I, I would just say as long as it doesn't become a trend, you know, it, it's no big deal to me. Uh, yeah. It is It is funny, though, the people that are <clears throat> that are complaining about the the Charlotte-North Carolina game at Truist Field. <clears throat> Gamecocks will be back there in two weeks to take on the North Carolina Tar Heels Tuesday, April the 4th. So, uh, and people always <laughs> say – people always try to say, what do you get playing out of Charlotte? Well, first of all, you can't play all their game. You can't play all non-conference games at home. Number yeah. one, number two, you can't go to Charlotte and play at their field because that's, that's probably not enough capacity to hold both of our fans. Yeah. And number three, players probably love playing at ballparks. Yeah. Like I mean, Charlotte's a beautiful ballpark. Yeah. Like, who would want to go hit some balls and look at the skyline in the backfield, the background? No, for sure. For sure. No, I, I'd agree with you. I mean, it's one of the best backdrops in all of baseball. So, and I've been to that ballpark many times. Obviously, lived in Charlotte for four years. So, it, it's a great ballpark, no doubt, man. I think the players probably enjoy it. It's just – and we've, we've been better there than people give credit. We've been better there than people give credit. Um, 
you know, I, I just think when we lose there, it's we we don't look all that great doing so. Right, right. It definitely was an ugly loss. But, you know, in the past, I'll call in and be on negative <clears> stuff. But you have two losses, and there's no reason. And there's no reason to be negative. And usually I'm that negative caller. And, and there's just no negativity right now. Now, I do have friends, you know, that follow the baseball closely. And they do feel like this is the beginning of the bad for the Gamecocks because all the cheese stuff is gone. I mean, Georgia had, didn't have the best bullpen. And we took advantage of it. But I am most definitely curious how this weekend goes. Mm. Because I'm not being negative, and they are, and, and so they have me thinking, and I'm not gonna lie, I am thinking, but they do feel like you know it's the beginning of the bad, because all the cheese stuff's gone basically outside of Mississippi State, but I'm still optimistic and believe in these boys because, like I said, even when we struggle to win in the past, we struggled against midweek teams, and we only lost to one midweek team. Mm-hmm. So far, so everything's been better than what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're fine, man. We're fine. I mean, again, just go out there, win two out of three this weekend, and and all will be fine. So, you know, I, th- I think you got a great opportunity. I-, I know Mizzou's been red hot, but I think on your home field, man, I, I think the biggest thing for me, Scott, and again, I looked at it, I talked about this earlier. I don't know if you heard, but I, I think the starting pitching, right, being continuing yeah. to be elite because I-, I thought Mizzou did a great job of jumping all over Tennessee in their starting pitching last week. Tennessee's not who they were last year. Tennessee lost a lot of players. They're, they're not, you know, they're not, but I mean, I- I'll say their pitching staff, their starting rotation still one of the best in college baseball with Dolander, Burns, those guys. And the way Mizzou was able to jump all over them, it was really surprising to me. Um, so I think it's just it's just massively important. Obviously, a confident Mizzou club. You need quality starts at all three of your guys, and you know, not putting yourself behind the eight ball. I know that goes without saying, but especially when you look at what Mizzou has done, I think that's a uh, I think that's a priority this weekend. It is, and I'm curious to see how we play. And uh, and you know, I'm always going to hope for the Gamecocks to take two out of three, mm-hmm. and I want to you know say the Carolina does take two out of three. I don't know much about Mizzou. You haven't texted me your little picture yet. You usually text me on Thursday. So uh Yeah, no, I haven't I haven't I have not gotten it yet. <laughs> I don't think uh normally what happens is Gamecocks baseball drops the series primer and then he goes off of that the 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 pitching matchup. So I don't think they've dropped that yet. Okay. Well uh yeah. Well, I am curious to see how we do. I do like Tiplet in the outfield though. He gives you he gives you the if you pu- keep playing Tiplin in the outfield, that just gives you that just gets him better prepared for next season. Mm-hmm. No, so, I agree. I, I love Tippett out there. I really do. I love I love Tippett. He out makes there. it look easy, just like Dylan Brewer and Evan Stone does. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'm just decided to get you know the Arcots back on the field again. Yeah. How about a packed Founders Park, too? High of 87 tomorrow, Scott. You going to any games this weekend or no? I have my kids this weekend. And, gotcha. you know, with a five and three year old, they're going to be at, they going to want to play at the little, the little slide and stuff. Mm. And, yeah. I was I asked, I was asked uh, when I'll be back at the ballpark. I, I'm thinking maybe that LSU series. I'm kind of eyeing that series. If, if we, you know, things continue to, to roll how they're rolling, I think that would be a really, really fun weekend to, uh, Go check out the Yardcocks. So, right, right. If you lose two out of three this weekend, are you starting to panic? 
No, man. It's it's no. It's it's too early, bro. It's that's true. I just, dude. Here's the thing. The same way that I'm not crowning this team after the opening weekend, I'm not going to panic if you lose two out of three this weekend. Like for example, I think Tennessee's probably still going to be a good team. I don't think they should panic. I mean, I I don't think you should be happy about getting swept. I don't think if we lose two out of three to Mizzou, you should be happy. You sure as shit shouldn't be happy losing two or three of your home field. But, no, you don't – I mean, panic is a strong word. Panic – in baseball, bad shit's going to happen. You're going to lose games. Like, it's just inevitable. It's just making – you know, not not allowing it to become a trend. That's the biggest thing. You're going to have misses. It's minimizing the misses. You know, it's not letting – losing a game or losing two in a row turn into losing seven in a row. It's nipping it in the bud as as quick as you can. So I'm not going to let one weekend, if it does go awry, I'm not going to allow that to make me hit the quote-unquote panic button. And another thing, when only losing two games and winning mostly all of your uh, non-conference games, it leaves you room for error. And in the past, we didn't have that room for error. I mean, here's – yeah, I mean – I was going to say, here's the thing, Skylon, is that, like, that opening weekend sweep, it does give you wiggle room. Because, like, what's the ultimate goal? The ultimate goal is to be 20 and 10 when SEC play ends. That's winning two of three every weekend. Are you actually going to finish 20 and 10? Eh, probably not. Only, like, maybe one or two teams in the conference will. So, you probably won't, but that's the goal, right? So, hey, even if you – and I don't think this is going to happen, but even if you lost two of three, right? If you're six and three after the first three weekends, you're on pace. You're on pace, Right? But this is definitely one, even with Missouri being in the top 25, this is definitely one you need to protect the home field. You you, you need to win two out of three at minimum, right? And, and Mizzou is still a team. I don't care what they're ranked, but Mizzou is a team that, you know, I, they weren't very highly thought of coming in the season. I'm not saying they're not a quality club. They're an SEC club, right? They're, they're probably a pretty damn good ball club, got some good players. But this is a series you need to win. I mean, this is one you expect to win because the schedule is only going to get tougher after the Mississippi State series. I'm on the side of uh, very optimistic and very positive for these game costs this year. Uh, twenty was it twenty one and two, twenty and two? Uh, yeah, we're twenty and two. Yeah, definitely excited. Like I said, it does leave you wiggle room because usually by now you probably don't. Especially when I say by now, I'm talking about ten six years. You probably are gonna lost about eight eight games by now. <clears throat> yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point, Scott. Your only two losses. Yeah, only two losses, and I, I mean, I, I think you're fine. I'm excited for the weekend, man. Like I said, go win two out of three, all be fine. All right, I think we lost Skyland there. Either way, appreciate Skyland for the call. And uh, yeah, I mean, again, guys, you, you, <laughs> are you are you hitting the panic button if you lose one weekend? I mean, that that's to me is the the wrong attitude to take. Um, and I'm not saying Skyland necessarily has that attitude, but it's just. It's a long season, man. It's a really long season. In the same way, you don't crown a team after one weekend. You don't bury them after one weekend either, right? You're going to lose games. It's not allowing those negative things to become trends. That's all it is. Just don't allow it to become a trend. That's it. Hey, you can lose a midweek game. Don't let it become a trend. Make the adjustment, bounce back the right way, and be resilient. That's it. That's it. Because if you continue to do that, good things will happen. I mean, again, guys, Look at Ole Miss last year. I mean, that's not the ideal way to get there, but, you know, they, they could have at many times completely folded up shop. They could have folded when they lost two or three to South Carolina. Thought to themselves, my God, we just lost to the Gamecocks. Hey, they they could have let that define their season. 
and they didn't. You keep the right attitude. You keep working. You keep your confidence. They got to the postseason. They got red hot, and they won the national championship. I mean, make it make sense. Make it make sense, right? So, anyways, guys, we're going to jump into our first break. On the other side, I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking the questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Something, uh, something exciting, guys, I'd love to get your feedback on. Um, I got a good buddy of mine named Taylor Desson. You might recall we had him on the podcast, I think it was a couple of months ago now. A couple of months ago. Um, yeah, I think that was a couple of months ago we did that. Anyways, my good friend Taylor master content creator does a great job that's why i had him on the show or one of the reasons why um does a great job with content he's obviously in the the staffing space recruiting space if you want again i just think he does incredible work in that space and with utilizing content i think in a space too that doesn't normally uh doesn't normally have content in that way um so anyways, he, he does sort of a day-in-the-life vlog-type deal. And I thought that would be something that would be really, really cool. You know, we used to have Behind the Beak, and it was like a it was a weekly update. And, um, you know, I was using my GoPro, and there was editing involved, and the videos were like 10 to 12 minutes long. And, you know, I stopped doing that just because, again, you get to a point in entrepreneurship where it's like you break things down this way. And, I, I you know, you may not – I don't know. Some people may – look negatively upon this but it's just the reality you know when your time is so limited you break things down there's no such thing as work it's is this a money-making activity or is it not a money-making activity like which one is it and so that's kind of how you determine or you you how you place importance on things and I'm not saying it's all about money but you know when you have limited time and resources and energy that's how you have to break things down so for example the vlog wasn't necessarily a money-making activity. It was just one of those things I was kind of doing because I love to do, and I thought it was cool. And and it was cool, but we haven't done one in quite a while. Um, however, I think doing, like, he does, like, a daily vlog series, like, every single day, day-in-the-life type of deal. And so I wanted to get you guys' feedback. What are your overall thoughts? How would you like a, a day-in-the-life type of thing with TSUS? And I, and I think it'd be cool not just for, like, the Gamecock side of things, but I just think my life is really cool and unique and uh, my journey with entrepreneurship. And I, I think it would be cool to share that journey, you know, with people a, as we go. And obviously there'd be some things, my personal life behind closed doors, you know, not going to share every little detail, but sharing just a behind the scenes look into how the sauce is made and how we do everything here. And I think that would be really cool and something easy because his stuff, you know, if I recall correctly, looking at, uh, you know, his stuff on Instagram, I mean, it's, it's like a minute long, right? It's It's not like a, you know, a crazy thorough thing or whatever, um, which is good, which is, which is what plays, which is what plays on, uh, on social media. I'm just looking at his Instagram, just looking at his Instagram here. Um, yeah. And it looks like it's like a minute long, right? It's like a minute long. So, um, it's really cool thing. It's really cool stuff. Really, really cool stuff. So, I don't know. You guys let me know. Does that sound stupid? Does that sound cool? Does that sound fun? Um, Chase says, let's see some action on the links. Yeah, for sure. Dude, I'd love to. I'd love to. That'd be fun. That would be very fun. That would be very, very fun. Um, I mean, why not? 
why not? So, especially with the tour starting up and stuff like that, you know, I don't necessarily have the equipment at this moment, but uh, be something I could get very quickly, very easily, probably on Amazon stuff like that. But I think it'd be cool, man. I mean, again, it would it would it would lighten the workload in regards to you know. I think one of the reasons that I stopped doing the vlog is I just felt like for the time that I was putting in for like all of the video editing and all of that, I was like, is this really worth it? And it didn't necessarily feel like it was worth it. But I think it'd be cool to share the journey again, not just the Gamecock side, but I talk a lot of stuff about that's not Gamecock. You know, I'm big into philosophy. I'm big into self-development. I'm big into entrepreneurship, uh, growth, fitness, uh, sport. You know, love golf, for example. Love to read. I mean, there's just a lot of things to this. And, uh, you know, I think it'd be cool to share that journey. I think it could be very, very cool to share that journey. So, I don't know. That's something that um, we got some big things in the works behind the scenes, guys, like I told you all before, that, uh, you know, are going to be life-changing and business-changing type of things that take place. And, um, you know, would love to share that all with you guys. So, I, I think that might be the next move. And, you know, politics, not – no, not politics, Madison. No. <laughs> no. I am, I am like the least political guy you could, you could ever meet. Um, I, I think it's kind of crazy how people, you know, I've thought to myself sometimes, I'm like, should I, should I be more outspoken? Should I take more of a bold stance on certain things? And I just, you know, I, I just, I just, you know, I, I don't feel the need to do so. I, I really don't like, I, I try to focus on the things I can control, control what you can control. Um, you know, I think people are so, and most people, unfortunately, they don't speak on things or have conversations on things for the sake of understanding. They have conversations for the sake of arguing and telling you, like, you're wrong. I'm right. You're wrong. I say nobody's right. How about that? I say nobody's right. You know, I mean, there are certain things behind, you know, moral ethics and having a moral compass and, and doing certain things. But, like, I'm not here to tell anyone how to live. You know what I mean? I, I'm just not. And I'm not going to do it. So I don't get into politics. I don't get into... I, I don't get into any of that that madness. I just I just don't do it. I don't do it. That's why you never hear me talk about it here. I never forget when COVID was going on. People were like, what do you think about masks? What do you? I'm like, dude, we're not here to discuss that. People don't come into – I'm like, people – people don't come into, you know, my show for those types of things. They, they just don't. They just don't flat out bottom line. So, <clears throat> anyways, let's see. Brian Dean, I can't believe Lamar Jackson's asking price to play a sport as kids. We played for fun or in high school. We wore those jerseys on Friday for pride in our school. Well, Brian, it's business. It's business, Brian. It is. And uh, <clears throat> he's his agent or he or they're asking what they feel he is worth. His value to an organization. And so I get it. I mean, I get it, Brian. I, I, I hear you. The whole pride, pride don't pay the bills, my guy. That pride and love for the game, it, it don't pay the bills. So, um. You know, I ask what you what you feel you're worth, man. Ask what you feel you're worth. I have no problem with it. Um, you know, especially when you're doing something or providing something that has immense value. Why would you not ask for it, right? Why would you not ask for it? So, um, anyways, Austin Greer says all momentum will be shot. All momentum will be shot if we lose the series. I, you know, I don't disagree, Austin. I think it'll be a bump in the road, but, you know, I, I don't think, like, the season's a wash if we lose one series. I don't believe that. Um, John Ember, Lamar Jackson doesn't have an agent. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Did not know he didn't have an agent. Well, you know, he's asked for what he feels like he's worth, and, you know, it is what it is. So, I got I got really no problems with it. 
I know what I was going to do now. I was going to look and see. I forget when the last when the last behind the beak was. It's it's been quite a while. It's been quite a while since we uh since we posted a I'm trying to look here. I don't I don't even recall, honestly, man. It's it's been a while since we posted a behind the beak. Those were really fun. I mean, those, those were really cool. Don't get me wrong. Those were those were really, really fun. Um, you know. All these Villa Tronco videos. Those were those were good times, the Villa Tronco stuff. Wild. You know, it's it's something I don't do. I don't really go back, guys, and look at like old content all that much because I stay so present moment uh with what's going on right now. But it, it is kind of wild to to go back and, and look at the content and um you know. Just really yeah, it's wild. Just come a long way, man. I've grown as a person. I've grown as an entrepreneur. Uh, the Gamecocks have grown. It's it's been a really really neat, been a really neat journey, man. Been a really neat journey. So I'll never forget. I did Chris Reed's. I did Chris Reed's mean tweets because I was trying to uh, process through how the the madness on social media. Yeah, that was that was a silly thing. Yeah, let's see. It looks like the last. Video six months ago. Yeah, six months ago. Yep. Six months ago. <clears throat> That's crazy. Six months ago, we were behind the beak rocking. Yep, because here I'm my buddy Tripp's place. At the tailgate week one. My guy John in the building for Georgia State. Good time. And then we played. I forgot we played golf the day after. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot that we played golf the day after. How about it? How about that? I totally forgot about that. And then we were back in the studio. Crazy times, man. I'm 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 getting caught up looking at co old content here. Um, let's see, Jacoby, you definitely do not want to lose Friday, Saturday, and win Sunday, but losing the series would be bad. I mean, yeah, Jacoby, I, there's no good scenario in which losing the series is a good option. Brendan, M., what's going on, Luke R.J.? Someone said you thought about doing an OnlyFans. WTF? No, Luke R.J. That was you in the Big Cock Club Discord who brought up OnlyFans. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was you, my guy. Let's not get it twisted. That was you. Coleman Hall, what did you say I should say for today's discussion? Oh, yes, Coleman. Yeah. No, I, I think it's interesting as we enter into year three, as we enter into year three of the Beamer era, I'm sure this will get people fired up. You know, when you look at year three of Shane Beamer and you look at year three of Will Muschamp, and also you look at year three of Steve Spurrier, right? There was a lot of optimism going into year three of Coach Spurrier. Year two, you know, you won, what, eight games? You won the Liberty Bowl. You're coming into 2007. A lot of your top playmakers are back. Your quarterback returns. And uh, you start out six and one. And you're ranked sixth in the country. And you proceed to lose 
what was it, the final five games or so, you miss out on a bowl game, then that was a massively disappointing season. Then you think to year three of Will Muschamp, right? Year three of Will Muschamp. You're coming off the Outback Bowl victory. Again, there's a lot of optimism going in that year three of Will Muschamp. I remember thinking 2000, what was it, 2018. You had Jake Bentley back, Debo Samuel. You know, we thought this is the team. We're going to challenge Georgia. Who can forget that big, what was it, week two? I think it was the week two matchup. SEC Nation came to town. You took down Coastal in that first game. And, you know, Gamecocks came out with the different uniforms. And we felt like this is going to be it. The Gamecocks are going to kick the door down and challenge for the SEC East. And you got boat raced in the 2018 season. Your 3 0 Muschamp was nothing short of another massive disappointment. Of course, that year ended losing 28 to nothing in the bowl game against Virginia. So I ask you all, are you confident that year three of the Shane Beamer era will not follow the trend of those previous coaches, right? Lou Holtz before Steve Spurrier, his year three was the positive year. Of course, won eight games, won the Outback Bowl. But it's just interesting how, you know, year three is a big year for coaches. And so South Carolina coming off an eight-win season, did you win the bowl game? No, but you beat Tennessee and Clemson to close out the year. Will Shane Beamer continue the ascent, or will we see just like Steve Spurrier and Will Muschamp, will we hit a bump in the road in year three and only win, say, six or seven games? Because it, it is a very similar feeling going into this season. It's a very similar feeling that we had after year two of Will Muschamp and year two of Steve Spurrier. I'm not saying it feels identical, but there are some things you can look at and kind of draw comparisons and say, you know, there's some things that are similar to those previous two coaches. So, you know, I think obviously we all know this is a big, big year for Shane Beamer and company. A lot of people look at year three for a head coach and say, this is the year where you really identify the trajectory of the program. This needs to be kind of the, the year you take off, if you will. And and certainly when you have the pieces returning the Gamecocks do, when you have your quarterback, when you have Juice Wells, when you got some key pieces on the defense back, I think there's a lot of reason to believe that this should be the year the Gamecocks take a major step. And who knows, maybe we can push winning double-digit games. So, big year for Shane Beamer, no doubt. Big, big year. Um, Let's see. Luke RJ, Chris, I really thought people made money doing vlogs and not just other stuff. I mean, they might. Luke RJ, they might. But I think OnlyFans at this point is is it's known for what it's known for, my guy. And really, I mean, if you have Patreon, Luke RJ, it's OnlyFans is, is no different. I mean, Patreon serves the same way. There's there's I don't think there's really any advantage that OnlyFans would have over a a, a uh, Patreon. So can you imagine the jokes, Luke RJ, if if we we jumped over to to OnlyFans? Can you just imagine? Can you just imagine? So John Eberbeamer will not follow the must-crap trend where it went downhill in year three. I mean, I don't think he will either. I don't think he will either, John Weber. But I think it is an interesting talking point because we've seen multiple coaches have trouble in year three. And, I, you know, it, it will – listen, it will be – I think if you win seven or less, it'll be a massive disappointment. I think it – you know, last year – I felt like we were a little bit more understanding where it's like, hey, you know what? It's still tough. You go seven and five. It's not a horrific year. I think you need to win eight or more. I, I to, to show, again, we've talked about it, to show that stability, to show that stability in the program, especially, again, with the guys you have back, I, I think winning eight or more is absolutely it, – it's critical. It's absolutely critical. Brian Dean, Chris, do you think the defense takes that big step forward this year to Clayton White? Brian, I – I, I'd say if we're as 
good as if we're the same as we were last year, I'd honestly take it. I, I'm I'm nervous. I'm not gonna lie to you, Brian. I'm nervous about the defense. I am nervous about the defense. Um, I think all that you lost at the edge, um, a defensive front that did not do a good job stopping the run. I think the linebacker position will actually be improved. I'm, I'm starting to feel a little bit better about the linebackers, you know, with Mo Caba coming back from injury. Debo Williams is back. Stone Blanton's going to be better. You know, Pup Howard, I think, is going to make an immediate contribution. Jerron Willis, I think, is going to be a, a day one starter. Uh, what does Donovan Westmoreland do? Does he play edge? Does he play linebacker? I, I, I think, though, you've got, you know, I, I, I hate to say this because, you know, appreciate their careers as Gamecocks, but, I don't think you lose a lot losing a guy like Sherrod Green. I, I really don't. I don't know how much you really lose losing a guy like a Brad Johnson. I'll be totally honest with you. I don't I don't know that you lose a whole lot, guys. You lose veteran guys. You lose veteran guys, but I mean they 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 were not all conference type of guys by any stretch, right? So I think it might be a situation where it's addition by subtraction, but uh, you know, you're plugging a lot of holes on that defense. You're plugging a lot of holes, man. Anytime you lose guys like Rush and Smith, we've talked about it a lot. The secondary is going to be a question. You know, guys like Dial and Fortune and 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 DQ Smith and and many others, they got to step up, man. They got to play great football. They got to play their best football. Um, so Austin said that he believes this isn't a very good team. This team isn't great, he says. Nah, seven and five is not a bad season. You know, Austin, I'm not saying it's like a burn everything down type of season. I think seven and five could certainly happen. If you win an eighth in a bowl game, you still had a really good year. I think seven and five with the with the guys you return with. I, I I'm not gonna again, I'm not saying it's gonna be a horrific year, but I'm not gonna be throwing a parade over it, nor do I think anybody else should or will be. I think seven and five would be an average type of season. I think a lot of it would depend on who you beat and who you lose to. I think the goal should be eight and four at minimum. So seven and five isn't far off the goal, but I I, I don't know, man. It just, it's, it's just, I have a similar feeling coming into this season as I had last season where it's like, you know, Spencer Rattler is just one guy, right? Juice Wells is just one guy. But to think, I mean, the most talented quarterback to ever step foot on campus based off of recruiting rankings and other things, if you're only able to win seven games with that guy, especially after last year, what we saw in the final two games, you're only able to win seven games. It, it just, I don't know. It, it'll feel like you didn't get the most out of what you brought back. It really will. Just in my opinion. So, uh, Oscar defense isn't any good on paper. Seven and five is the baseline. I mean, listen, that's I, that's fair. That take is fair because I have questions on the defense as well. I have questions on the defense as well. Um, let's see. Bruin Nation, when and who was the last great linebacker? It's been a while. Sky Moore. Um, I mean, I think TJ Brunson, Bruin Nation, was a really good, really good linebacker. The problem hasn't been, we've normally had one guy. That's been pretty good. The problem is we just don't have a lot of those guys. We don't have great depth there, I feel like, ever. You know, we've had TJ Brunson. We've had Ernest Jones. We've had Sky Moore. We've had Jasper Brinkley. We've had Shaq Wilson. You know, we, we've had Eric Norwood. And, and that, you know, speaking of the Norwood and the Brinkleys, that's when I think the linebacker position actually was really, really good. But, like, when Ernest Jones was playing, TJ Brunson, you know, you have that one guy, but it's kind of like after that there's a drop-off. You know what I mean? I've just I've never seen Carolina go into a it's just been so long 
since I've seen the Gamecocks go into a season and we're talking about like how great the linebackers are. You know what I mean? I, I, I just, I don't know why that's been such a, an area of concern. I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe we just haven't recruited it well. I don't know. But, um, you know, I, I think there's some promise there. They're bringing in guys like Pup Howard, you know, Stone Blanton going in his second year, Jerron Willis. Um, so, Austin Gere says, Brewing Nation's wild and Ernest Jones is elite, and that was two years ago. Well, Austin Gere, I think he's probably just trying to block out the 2020 season. I don't blame him either. <laughs> I don't blame him. <laughs> I don't blame him. Brendan says, don't be doubting my guy, Marcellus. Dial Island is about to be elite. I mean, I, I think that Marcellus is a good player, but I mean, again, Brendan, I'm just saying that you're having to replace guys like Cam Smith and Darius Rush. I mean, there's questions there. There's questions. So, can Marcellus be that good? We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Coleman Hall says, in 17, Bentley was 18 touchdowns, 12 picks. Same as Spencer for 2,794 yards. No other person threw a touchdown. South Carolina ran for 16 touchdowns a team. 238 offensive points. 18.3 points per game offensively. Field goal stats, 15 made in 13 games. 2017, we averaged 21.76 points per game aside from defense and special teams touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, 2017, Coleman was smoking mirrors. I mean, let's, let's just call it what it is. Um, it was smoking mirrors. And, uh, I, you know, listen, I hope we're not saying that about last year. I, I don't think you'll be able to say that about last year, though, because we thoroughly beat Tennessee's ass, right? Like, you, can, you can't take anything away from that game. And we beat Clemson's. You know, however it happened, we beat them. But... You know, I know a lot of people look at that season last year and say, God, we left two, three wins out there. We could have been a 10-win team. And I think that's – I understand why you say that, but, I mean, you also look at, like, if, if not for special teams, do we lose to Georgia State? If not for special teams or the defense, you know, making big plays, how does the Kentucky game go? Um, I'm trying to think about which, which other games were. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. We're in the balance that could have went the other way. Uh, Georgia was a blowout. Florida was a blowout. Missouri, the offense just stunk. You didn't get those big plays, right? You didn't get those big plays. The offense just stunk. Um, so Georgia, Florida, Missouri, and who's the other one? Arkansas. I, 
That one, your defense got gutted. I just got gashed flat out. So, I mean, you know, how, how many other games could have really turned the other way? Um, oh, A&M. A&M, yeah. <laughs> God, special teams in the A&M game. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you're not you're not, like, apologizing for that, right? You're not saying that, like, well, we should just take special teams out of the game because, you know, it's it's not offense. I don't think anybody's really saying that. I don't think anybody's anybody's really saying that. But, uh, you know, it's just, uh, yeah. It's tough to depend on it week to week. Sorry, I'm just looking at Brendan M. with the, with the find of the century. Brendan in with the fine of the century. How about that? Spring practice schedule. How about that? <laughs> Look at that. That's crazy. I'm not going to post that simply because I don't want their verbiage getting out there, but that is that is very interesting. Wild. Anyways, let's turn to the phone lines here. Call from football, Frank. Frank, what's up, my friend? How are you? You got me all riled up now with this special teams talk. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Never too early to talk ball, right? One hundred and sixty-three days till football. <laughs> Just saying. I don't know who's counting. I love it. I love it. Uh, I got to see some of the Mark Ryan uh, chat from yesterday. That was really good stuff, you know, uh, and. and I'm going to start and end with the same statement. Mm. DK is not a running back. All right. He is a playmaker. He is a lot of things, but he is not a running back. And you know, last year he got caught up in that whole, you know, Bell, you know, Lloyd missing those guys. And look, we got rid of Lloyd. Let me tell you something. We put him up on a pedestal. The guy was a 25th best receiver uh, running back in the SEC. He wasn't even in the top 10. The four guys in the SEC with over 1,000 yards, he wasn't one of them. Three games over uh, 100 yards, not good. 105 yards combined, Georgia State, Arkansas, Georgia, and Mizzou. 105 yards combined in those four games. So, anyway, Oscar Vista, that's the last time you hear me say his name. Um, you know, we we got to get – I know you're talking about edge rushes like that. We need a 1,000-yard running back. And until we admit that, I don't want to hear guys in week three say, oh, my God, how come, uh, you know, we can't make it happen? You know, we, we got to get a guy like Sanders, Rodriguez, Judkins. Dave, Davis was on the block, and we for some reason we never talked to the kid. Yeah, I mean, we just we just need a running game. I mean, I think that's the point you're really making is we just we need to be able to run the football. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's you know, it's it's as simple as that. It really is. Line of scrimmage, I think, is why Carolina football has has struggled a bit, and uh, line of scrimmage is why we've struggled a bit. And yeah, so I mean, ha- having that guy, you know, I, I'm glad they're experimenting with Dak. Do I agree with you that he's not necessarily a you know a running back by trade? He's pro- he's probably not. I mean, he's probably not. Let's let's call it for what it is. He's probably not, but I'm glad they're experimenting at least. Well, I mean, you know, we we can't have a guy. You know, we watch too many running backs that ran against us mm-hmm. get stacked up at the line and still get eight yards. 
you know, DK is going to get stacked up, and that's the end of that. He's, right. he's not – at best, he's going to bump out and go around the outside. But, you know, you had a guy like those other four guys that ran over 1,000 yards. They get hands on him, and they drag four guys for eight yards. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yep. uh, and, you know, having we, a, uh, we experimented with – yeah, you know, having a, last year and that didn't work out. So let's forget that. Yeah, having a guy like that is huge, man, for sure. Having a guy like that is such a such a luxury, such a luxury. You know, I, I'm sure that Loggins understands that too. And I, I guess correct me if I'm wrong, but this time last year, Spencer Rattler was not on our roster. No, he he participated in spring ball. Rattler did because he he was in the spring game, so he he was there. Okay, yeah, he was there. All right, so yeah. we can potentially pick up a running back, can we? Can we at this point? Uh, right now, no. The portal opens May the first, so it'll be after spring practice. Right, but between between now. Yes, and yes, yes, of the yes. I, no, absolutely, and I and I expect us to. Yeah, I mean, I fully expect us to. You know, our uh, our RB one last year ran for what a total of five hundred and you know something yards. I mean, there were teams in the SEC that had mm-hmm. two backs. Yeah, better than all RB one. So you know, we can't afford to experiment, uh, you know, with that. If we're not going to have, I mean, we had offensive line issues. We have, a, we're going to have a running back issue. Uh, so let's before we uh, we declare a ten win season, maybe we should start straightening that out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, so, I, again, I, again, I think that's the biggest thing probably holding us back is, uh, you know, is just line of scrimmage. I mean, that's really it. I mean, everybody's got athletes, but it's can, can you get a push? Yeah, DK is a tremendous athlete. He can throw the ball. He can catch the ball. He can run with the ball. Uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, we need a guy that's going to straight up carry and, and, and smash some mouths going through the line. Uh, I, I just don't see DK being able to pull that off without possibly getting himself hurt. Indeed. Indeed, my friend. Indeed. I think Coleman makes a great point. There's no point in taking the ball out of Spencer Rattler's hands for 3.8 yards per carry. Well, the, the fix is you need to run it for more than 3.8 yards per carry, for sure. <laughs> no you, doubt. You, you, yeah, you definitely got to do that. Look, I like, I love the whole, uh, you know, having Juice Wells and DK in the backfield and trying to defend against that. And then, you know, I, I don't know. I, I got to imagine that half the times we tried to run DK, you know, we ran him into a couple of 300-pound linemen, and, mm-hmm. and that's not going to work. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, hoping, hoping, uh, and that, you know, you don't have an unlimited amount of offense down. So let's not try, let's not pretend that that's going to work this year. You know, so, yeah. uh, and that, you know, I'll leave you with that. Uh, love BK is great. Love him. Committed to the school. Fantastic. Do the kid a favor, though. Don't make him RB1. Yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think you're going to see that. I don't think you're going to see yeah. that. But, that's all I got for you today. You have a great one. Hey, I appreciate you, man. Thanks so much. Take care. Talk soon, Frank. Awesome stuff. What do you say? 163 days, I believe, till football season. So, 163 days. I'm just looking. Marshawn Lloyd actually posted, actually posted clips or, or pictures, I should say, from. Uh, his time at Southern Cal, I had not seen Lloyd in a Southern Cal jersey. There you go. There it is. Wow, dude. 
it's just wild seeing these guys jump ship like that. And a guy like Marshawn Lloyd, I know Travis been saying Marshawn Lloyd left us in this shit situation. Um, yeah. Coleman says, here it is again. I don't think run the ball is all that valuable, even if it's good. My my wonderful Ole Miss Revs were the number one non-military academy triple option rushing team in college football, but who did they beat? And they even lost to the air raid. Well, I mean, Coleman, I think it's still important, though. I mean, I think if you cannot run the ball, it, uh, like you're not, you're, it's not a guarantee if you can run it well that you're going to win a lot of games. But I think, Coleman, it is a guarantee if you can't run the ball, you're, you're not going to win very much. I, I just, you're, you're not going to win big. You're not going to win a lot. Uh, guys, let's jump into another break. On the side, I want to continue to hear from you more your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377 here on this Thursday, March the 23rd, 2023. By the way, guys, be sure to check out the podcast that dropped this morning, episode 769, full breakdown of this weekend series against the Missouri Tigers, guys. Guest interviews will return next week. We got my good guy Dawson Hoffman, played football at Carolina. He will jump on the show. Um, I know we don't do as many guest interviews as we've done in the past. Um, you know, just because of, you know, we got a lot going on. Schedules are all over the place. And also, we've had a lot of Gamecocks on the show to this point. It's been a very – we've had tons of guest interviews. So, it's kind of hard to find people I haven't had on yet. Uh, here we go. Let's jump to the phone lines. Call from – Robbie Davis, Zaxby's Hall of Famer. Robbie, what's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm doing good. I did not walk yesterday because right as soon as the Spurs show went off yesterday, it started raining on and mm. off from 2 o'clock up until I went to bed. So I'm definitely going to walk today because it looks like it's good outside from where I can see. But uh, anyways, um, I think I think we should get a running back out of the portal. And if we can somehow find a, a gym in the portal, at running back where he can average about four and a half to five yards of carry. I'll take that every stinking day of the week, okay? Because if you have a running back that can average four and a half to five yards of carry, okay, that helps out your offense tremendously. Now, do I still believe that that that, that um, DK deserves a, at least a chance? Yeah. I mean, the worst that could happen is it's not going to work, right? It's either going to work or it's not going to work. But I definitely believe that we should definitely get a running back like that out of the portal for sure before the season um, creeps up on us because it'll be here before you know it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I love that they're experimenting with it. So, like you said, what do you have to lose? Check it out. Just see if – you know, and, and I say this. I mean, even right. if he's not a – even if he's not your starting running back, I mean, you never know, man. You might develop a, a great gadget play, trick play out of it. It might be a play that wins you a game this season. You you never really know. So, I yeah. uh, I, I mean, I, I like the fact they're at least just giving it a look, and he's an athlete, and just see what he can do. I mean, I, I don't expect him to be RB1, yeah. but, you know, if he can help you in that manner, and, again, you can you can throw some wrinkles in the playbook, I, uh, I, I think it's positive. Oh, for sure. And uh... – 
and I definitely, um, I'm kind of, I, I, um, I think that at the, I mean, like I said yesterday, right? At the end of the day, this coaching staff is going to do what's best to help the team succeed at a high level, okay? Which is why going into the spring game, whenever I go, okay, I'm going to just watch and see how everything unfolds. And, of course, the following Monday, I'll give you my 10 cents. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to that for sure. And I'm actually jealous of my brother, actually, my brother Chandler, who lives in the upstate. I'm jealous because I found out last night that somebody gave him tickets to the South Carolina UCLA game for Saturday. Wow. So I'm a bit jealous. Not only are they not only did he get tickets, but he got he's gonna be in a luxury box, a lucky seeker. Mm. How about it? But <laughs> but uh, I, I I would love to try and go. The cheapest ticket that we saw was like twenty bucks. I'd be willing to pay the twenty bucks. That seems like a steal. I'd be absolutely willing. I'd be, I don't care if we're sitting in the nosebleeds. I'd be willing to pay. I'd be willing to pay twenty bucks. I don't care. I mean, I've never been to an NCAA uh, you know basketball tournament, so I, I, that's always been on my bucket list. But um. Well, you only have two chances to catch him in Greenville, Saturday and Monday. So, pick one. Saturday and Monday. Mm-hmm. But um, and and I definitely believe that. Uh, like I said yesterday, also I think we'll win two out of three in the games this weekend mm-hmm. against uh, who we got Mississippi State this weekend. Missouri, Missouri. Oh, that's right. We got Missouri. Duh. I'm getting all confused i think okay here's my predictions for the weekend you ready i got us if we get i believe if we get six runs on friday it's over so i think we'll i think we'll win six to friday six to three saturday and then lose on sunday in a nail biter three to two Okay. Hey, a series win would be a victory, though, no doubt. A series win would be a victory. Oh, yeah. For sure. And if by some miracle, if if somehow we get the sweep, that's just icing on the cake. No doubt, my friend. Yeah, it'd be huge. I've got um, us two. I got us two of three as well. I think it will be a great series. Very competitive. So you got six two, six three, and, also, and then a 3-2 loss. Yeah. Okay. And also, safe travels for tonight, because I know that tonight you start off the uh, the uh, tour, okay? So safe travels for all of those dates, okay? Because traffic is, especially with the fixing to be the summer, traffic's going to be a pain in the arse. So I appreciate that, Robbie. And I and I will I will see you uh, on the thirteenth in Somerville. I'm looking forward to it, man. That's going to be a fun one. I'm looking forward to it very much. So, 
Same here, buddy. All right. You have a good one, okay? Robbie, be good. Take care, man. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, man. You too. Bye-bye. Later. Great stuff from Robbie Davis. Appreciate him calling in. Um, Will Hall says, whenever Sanders is up, he makes me nervous for some reason. I think he'll pitch well. Uh, by the way, guys, this just in. LSU guard Justice Williams has entered the transfer portal per Jamie Shaw. Dude, Lamont has got to hammer the portal. He's got to hammer the portal. So, he's got to hammer the portal. How about this? Jacob E. is going on record today, says we only beat Kentucky because Will Levis was hurt. He said, it was really nice to beat UK, but we all know the wind doesn't carry any weight since Levis was out. But it was more about how terrible the offense was and the defense bailed him out. Well, I tell you this, my guy. They uh, Nobody felt sympathy for us in 2021. We were on our fifth quarterback. So, I, I really don't give a damn. I really don't. I, win's a win's a win. We got the dub, and that's about it. So, And I think we'll, we'll beat that ass again at home this year. So, I'm, I'm not too concerned about Kentucky. Not too concerned about Kentucky. Weekend rotation is set. Surprise, surprise. Sanders, Hall, Mahoney on the weekend. Sanders, Hall, Mahoney on the weekend. No surprise there. No surprise there at all. Frank says we beat Kentucky because Lloyd ran for 80 yards. Frank, if I had to pick a reason why we beat Kentucky, we beat Kentucky because we were opportunistic defensively. I, I think that's one of the big reasons. We, we just we smothered them defensively. So, Coleman Hall says the only way we win a bunch of games and score a bunch of points is if Spencer has a great year and we run the ball when it's not predictable and telegraphed. Taking the ball from Spencer, forcing a bad run game, or relying on a depleted defense isn't going to be great. Yeah, we got to score. Coleman, we got to score. Yeah, we got to score. There's no question. We're, we're, I think we're going to have to score. I think to get to eight or more wins, I think we need to score 35 points per game. I, I absolutely do. Yeah, I think we need to. Brian Dean says, can't believe Chico left. Yeah, that one was surprising. That one was uh, really surprising. He also says Lamont Paris is going to have to live in the transfer portal this offseason. I agree with you. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, – he's going to have to hammer the portal, man. Absolutely. He's going to have to absolutely hammer the transfer portal. Yeah, it's just he doesn't have much of a choice. He doesn't have much of a choice. So he does not have much of a choice. Madison says Beamer versus Lou Holtz, no contest. What do you mean by that, Madison? What does that mean? No contest on what? Again, guys, Sanders Hall. Mahoney for the Yardcocks this weekend. Sanders, Hall, Mahoney. Uh, Mark Kingston, by the way, will be live at uh, Liberty Tap Room and Grill tonight, 6 to 7. So if you're going to that, come on out to Carolina Alehouse after in Harbison. We'll be out there hanging out, chilling. It's going to be a good time, man. I, I, I'm excited for it. Again, the, the tour over the summer was, was really, really cool. So I'm looking forward to getting back, uh, yeah, getting back out there. So. Here we go. Let's jump to the phone lines. Call from Dave Garrett. Dave, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing fine. Uh, wanted to wish you good luck on the tour starting tonight. I know you're going to knock it out at Spark. Um, 
but be safe on the road and have a great time. Thank you. And also, Robert Davis, I'm tired of hearing about that Zaxby shit. You need to get off your ass, quit resting on that, and try to be a Duke's Barbecue Hall of Famer. Then you can do something. Hope you have a good day, my friend. Talk to you soon. Dave, you're the man. I appreciate it. <laughs> Dave with some fighting words for Robbie Davis. Dave with some fighting words to get off of your ass, son. That makes me think of, I wonder how uh, how will Uncle Boudreaux doing these days. I have not. You know, it's crazy. I think it was last week. I think it was last week. You know, this time, it's crazy to think, guys, how much has changed in a year. I mean, it really is. And this time last year, um, we were doing the the Tin Roof shows, and it was like almost a year ago to the date that, that Uncle Boudreaux did his stand-up at one of my Tin Roof shows. And it's it's crazy to think, man, again, how much changes in a year and, and uh, that we were doing those Tin Roof shows. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate all those guys at Tin Roof. And um, it was a good time. It was a really good time. We had a lot of fun. Had a lot of fun, for sure. So. Somebody says there's more food out there. There's just Zaxby's, Robbie, John Edward. Why are people throwing shade on the Zaxby's Hall of Famer? I wonder why. I don't know. You're going to get a second Robbie call. Y'all, y'all about to get a second Robbie call. Robbie about to come in and, and, and fight for Zaxby's if you're not careful. So. I love that. Appreciate Dave Garrett. Though. Again, I want to shout out Dave, a guy that's helped me out a ton in business and, and in life in general. And, uh, has helped me out a lot of the technical side of stuff with with like the speaker and stuff like that we bring to the to the tour stops. But was just saying that uh, you know the summer tour was a lot of fun, and I think it'll be really really cool to uh, you know to get back at these different locations, these alehouse locations, and and mingle with you guys and hang out and, and and talk gamecocks. And it's just a really casual, laid back thing, man. It's just a really fun time. A lot a lot a lot of fun. You know, selling merchandise obviously too, and. Um, you know, I, 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 we really enjoy it. We really enjoy it. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. And I appreciate each and every single one of you that comes out and uh, excited to have the merch on sale. Once again, again, the Beamer ball towels, the koozies, we got the Beamer ball to the moon tour shirts. that will be available exclusively on the tour and for big cock club members, by the way. So all of my folks in the BCC, uh, please don't think that I have forgotten about you all. Uh, don't think I've forgotten about you all. Uh, we'll be taking orders in the BCC Discord, but uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's, it's just a blast. It's a blast, truly. I, I love getting out and about. I love getting out on the road and, and uh, meeting you guys. It, it's really cool, too. Like, Madison Duncan, I think, says she's going to be there tonight. It's cool meeting people that tune to the show, and you, you see names, and you see really, really tiny pictures, but then meeting people in person. Uh, it's a neat thing. You know, it's a really neat thing. So, I, I, I just, you know, I genuinely appreciate the folks that, that show love, show support. And, and I tell you this, guys, too. Um, you know, I, I'll tell you this, whether, whether five show up or 50 show up or 500 show up, you know, I, I really live by the, you know, all we got is all we need. And those that, you know, th- those that are there, you know, when, when you're, again, when your goal is just to positively impact just one person, right. It's, it's easy to win and you, it's easy to stack wins. And most of the time, if not all the time, we're impacting a lot more than just one person. It was really cool last year seeing some of the crowds we got, man. I mean, talking about 30, 40, 50 people at an event when people could be doing literally anything and everything, and they're coming out to our events. It, it just, it's just – it's a blast. I mean, it's a blessing. I mean, it's a blessing beyond measure. And, um, you know, I'm really excited for it and excited to get on the road and um, meet up with you guys. Again, sell some merch. And it's just – I love getting, like, out of the studio doing different things. You know, I, I've always prided myself on – 
that I'm, I, you know, I, even in the beginning, I would tell people like, it's not just a podcast. Like I didn't want to be labeled as like, oh, he's just a podcast. Like I'm we're like, we're not a podcast, man. This thing is so much bigger than a podcast. Don't put us in a box. And so getting out and about and doing events is one of those really, really cool things that, uh, you know, it's one of those really cool things that I, I think separates TSUS. And again, just gives, it's more of a thank you to you guys, guys, than anything. I mean, that's really why I love to do it. I just love to get out and shake people's hands and say, thank you for the love and support. And, um, say thanks and show gratitude. You know what I mean? And uh, it's a cool thing. So anyways, really, really excited. Also, by the way, I have not seen the merch in person yet. Uh, Jocelyn, who helped us with that merchandise, she got it delivered to her. It looks absolutely incredible. By the way, might have a, I, we're actually expected to have a Gamecocks golfer going to stop by tonight. I've got something to deliver to him from our good friend Golf Life Medals. Excited to get those markers and stuff over to them. But uh, Evans Lewis, TSUS athlete, he's going to come out, I think, tonight. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. I'm excited to see you guys. Uh, it's the Ale House in Harbison, Brian Dean. Ale House in Harbison. Ale House in Harbison. Jeff Gullich with the Lady Gamecocks win the Natty. Again, is there a chance to design and create Lady Gamecocks merch? Jeff, I'm down with it. Yeah, I'm down. I mean, listen, we uh, we did that last year with the Donesty merch, the Women's Basketball School merch, the the National Champions merch. So I, I think no, I think we for sure, Jeff, will create something. I think no doubt we'll create something. I'm not exactly sure what it'll be, but there will be, Jeff, some sort of victory, back-to-back -back national champion, something to commemorate the big uh, the big victory. And I, I I would expect that to happen. I absolutely would expect that to happen. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Um, yeah, anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Let's see. I don't know why Twitter's got like all these bots that reply to so many tweets. Dude. It's just crazy. It's crazy, man. It's absolutely crazy. Let's see. Guys, March Madness returns tonight, by the way, huh? How about that? I think Tennessee's playing tonight. Brendan and Dalton's favorite team, the Tennessee Volunteers, they, they hit the floor tonight. <laughs> I need to know who Dalton's playing. Is he fading the balls tonight? What, what's he doing with the action? What's he doing with the action? Mm-mm. Brian Dean, shout out to Macedonia, South Carolina. Didn't even know it existed. Macedonia. Stephen Boyle Jr., excited to see you, my friend. Excited to see you. Hunter Kelly, we do not know who the welcome homes are right now. Coleman Hall says, let Lamont cook. We went to a Final Four on a magical Cinderella run with generational players. Need some patience. I rarely advocate for that with the portal other than 2017. Our time in the 90s and Frank McGuire's time would have the Gamecocks been good, much less enjoyed tourney success. That's a great point, Coleman. I think we've been to two tournaments since 2000 or something like that. It's been a very long time. I mean, it's it's just been – it's been a long time, Coleman, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt, my friend. No doubt, no doubt. Um, let's see. Trying to see here. Yeah, it's funny. It was this time last year, guys, that we announced the Elite Eight watch party. It was before the Sweet 16 happened. <laughs> that's how 
That's how confident I was. I said it was Carolina versus TBD. And per Alehouse's request, uh, they have asked they have asked me not to do that. They don't want me to. They feel like it could possibly be a jinx. I, I don't think so. I, I really don't. Um, yeah. I don't think it'd be a jinx. I, I really don't. Let's see. It's funny. I was last year. I was posting. I was posting one last ride for the carry on joiner, and, and sure enough, he is back. So there you go. Mm-mm-mm. Anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. The phone lines are open, 843-790-3377. There we go. All right. Uh, Brendan says, Dalton's taking FAU on the spread. Okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. There you go. Mm-mm-mm. Will Hall says, I wonder how we may have ended up fared this year if we ended up locking down Sean Miller. <laughs> My guy, I don't even know. There's just no point. And uh, Travi, Mizzou's hitting an even 300. They beat Kansas last night. We're tied going to the ninth inning and ended up winning that game 8-3, to three, I believe. So, um, Brian Deans is picking San Diego State to upset Alabama. That's a hell of a pick. That's a hell of a pick, my friend. Blake says it's not a jinx. We lose it. I mean, Blake, I agree with you. I, I'm just, I'm respecting their wishes. I am respecting their wishes. But the watch party for that will take place uh, at Woodruff Road in Greenville, which I think will have a really, really good turnout. But safe to say, I'm going to be promoting the heck of it out of it the second the clock hits zero on Saturday. I'm going to promote the heck out of it. So I want to make sure we get as many people there as possible. Um, Let's see. Hunter Kelly says he lives in Monk's Corner. How about that? Shout out to Monk's Corner. One of my, one of my good buddies from college was uh, from Monk's Corner. John Ember says restaurants are superstitious. Okay. Dave says, I love the waterfront restaurant in Bono. I don't think I've ever been to Bono, Dave. I don't think I have. Don't think I've been to Bono. Alabama, their pro day is underway. Anyways, guys, I appreciate y'all. I mean, see, this this is this is what I'm saying. Oh, did I say it wrong? It looks like Bono to me. A Bono? Is that it? Bonet? <laughs> I mean, I don't bro, I have no idea. B-O-N-N-E-A-U. How, how do you say it, Hunter Kelly? 
I, I genuinely have no idea. James Kendall, is it confirmed DK is out of eligibility? Yeah, James, he might run it back next year and find some loophole to, you know, get another year. Who knows? I, I think this is the last one, James. I think this is the last one. I, I, I think so. Oh, here we go. Now we're going to get the – we're going to get the – from Hunter. What's going on, Hunter? How are you? What's going on, man? Uh, yeah, uh, it's called uh, – it's called Bono. Bono. Okay. My apologies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I had a call because I, I it's kind of hard. I, I know I know uh, on text it's kind of hard to read it and stuff. So. Bono. All right. I had no idea. Had never yeah. heard of it till about five seconds ago. Yeah, no. It's just it's just a little small. Uh, I think it's called a lake or something. Beach. I, I guess it's the beach because it's called Bono Beach. But yeah, it's, it's like probably ten minutes away from me. Very good. Um, yeah, I, I just had to call. I appreciate it, though. I appreciate you, Hunter. Thank you for clearing that up. Yep. Thanks, my friend. Well. Take care. Great stuff, Hunter Kelly. <laughs> there you go. It's Bono. Bono. Uh, I said it in for Bonet. <laughs> Bono. Is that what I said? Bonet? Bonchois. I don't know. Uh, guys, we'll jump into one final break. On the other side, I want to continue to hear from you. More your questions, comments, calls, more. You're tuned in. To the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Final 10 minutes or so here in the Daily Crow. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. Again, guys, let me say thank you all so much for tuning in. You know, I, I know admittedly the crowds or the audience is lighter this time of year than what we get during football season, right? I mean, we had upwards of 250 to 300 people on the show live at times. And right now, we're normally only getting about 30, 40, 50 people. But you know what? As I've said before from the beginning, if it positively impacts one person, then we're winning. So thank y'all for tuning in, even when it's the quote-unquote offseason, if you will. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from Dalton. Dalton, what's up, man? How are you? Doing all right. Um, since it's kind of a slow day today, I wanted to uh, call in and give you my plays for tonight. If anybody wants to uh, tell me on these uh, Sweet 16 plays, they can. But Yeah, Brandon, Brandon just, teased uh, us. He said you got FAU on the spread already, so I think we're familiar with one of them. Yeah, it's, it's plus five and a half FAU. The reason why I think that is just because Tennessee's offense is bipolar. They're one of the best defensive teams in the country, but you don't win uh, national championships. You don't make it to Final Fours playing defense. And, I mean, their offense showed up against Duke, but I don't think that they they will show up against FAU, and FAU is one of the uh, best mid-majors in the country. So I think plus five and a half is a good bet. Um, I mean, I think you could take money line there. But I think taking them to cover is probably the best bet. And then I like Arkansas on the money line. Um, Arkansas, I believe, is incredibly underseeded in this tournament. They are uh, one of the best uh, teams talent-wise in the country. They obviously underperformed in SEC play, but it seems that Eric Musselman has uh, – got them playing to the best of their ability. And I think they've made it to at least the elite eight for the past two years in the tournament. So 
Um, I think Arkansas. I'm I'm back in the Razorbacks on that one against uh, the University of Connecticut. Gonzaga UCLA I think is a coin flip. Um, I I would probably take Gonzaga here just because they've got more tournament experience. I I feel just making deep runs and I believe one of the uh, I believe the best freshman on UCLA's team is injured so. That's a coin flip, but I'm taking Gonzaga. But the two I feel most confident about are FAU on the spread and Arkansas either on the spread or on the money line. Okay. Sounds like a bunch of winners to me, my friend. Sounds like a bunch of winners. So We'll see. We'll see how it plays. And then obviously, you know, this Saturday, me and Brendan are going to the uh, Sweet 16 game. Uh, you know, hammer the cops. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> hammer the cops. What are they? What are they? Minus seventeen, I think, right now. Is it still is that still the right number? now? I mean that that number will probably go up if I had to guess. Yeah. Um, it'll probably go up, but you know, I think any any seventeen and a half now. Points, seventeen and a half on uh on DraftKings. Yeah, anything lower than seventeen points or anything lower than twenty, I think, is is a safe play. Um, obviously we're, we're just much better than pretty much everybody in the country. Mm. There are a couple teams that scare me a little bit. UConn, UConn is one of them. Uh, Stanford, if they were still in, would be one of them, but obviously they're out of the tournament, but UConn's really the only team. And then Iowa is maybe the wild card. I think Iowa has the best guard play in the women's tournament. Mm. And so if they get hot at the three-point line, they could be an issue. But I just think the size and the physicality and, and the length that we have on the defensive end is, is just going to be too much for pretty much everybody, and the score is going to be lopsided this Saturday. Yeah. So so the winner – so assuming South Carolina wins, which we think they're going to, they will take on the winner in the Elite Eight of Maryland and Notre Dame, the two and three seed respectively. So – which would be a good match. But South Carolina, we yeah, already beat and, and Maryland, Mar- right? We already beat them, correct? I believe we beat them on, on the road as well. And because it's in Greenville, although because it's on a Monday night, I'm not sure how how, how good the attendance is going to be. But, I mean, it should feel kind of like a home court advantage. It's in the state of South Carolina. We already beat Maryland um, on the road. So, yeah, I mean – I like our chances against Maryland, and I like our chances to go back to the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as everybody predicted, I believe somebody there was a uh, statistics company or, or like I'm not sure who did this, but they they basically did a uh, simulation of the tournament, and I think South Carolina came out as a national champion champion 60 percent of the time. Wow! So by most accounts we're getting you know above a 50 percent chance not just to make it back to the final four but to win the national title again who who do we who do we i'm asking everyone who do we think the biggest threat is left because by the way south carolina beat maryland um it was back in november 81 to 56 at their place i mean it was a butt whooping so you feel pretty confident the Gamecocks can get it done there. I mean, LSU still in it. You already disposed of them. Utah's a two-seed on the other side. Let's say you make the national championship. What's left on the other side is Miami, Villanova, LSU, Utah, uh, 
Vatek, Tennessee, Ohio State, and UConn. Who, again, UConn, you already beat at their place. I would say Uh, UConn's kind of the only team that I would say has a legitimate shot. Mm -hmm. But obviously, that's with the caveat that we're not playing our best game. I think if we play our best game, we'll beat everybody by double digits. Um, that That's basically how I feel about it. If yeah. we don't play our best game, I think it, UConn really is the only team left in the field that could beat us, yeah. you know? I really would love to see that Stanford, South Carolina-Iowa matchup in the Final Four. I would. That that would be an interesting I'd lo- I'd love I mean, to see that. I'd love to I, see that. Obviously, Caitlin Clark has been getting a lot of hype. Iowa is a very good team, I would say. Um, and, you know, like I said, their guard play is probably the, the best in the country in, in uh, the women's bracket. So, that that would be a fun matchup. I still think we would win by double digits just because, uh, you know, defensively there just really isn't anybody else that could match up with us. Um, but, you know, it should the Final Four should be a – a decent game, um, you know. But again, I hammer the cocks. That's all I'll say. If you want to make a lot of money, hmm. hammer the cocks. Hammer them, hammer the cocks for sure. I love it. I hammer love it, them. Dalton. A lot of lot of dubs upcoming. By the way, fun fact: the only other team that is a double digit favorite, of course, talking women's college basketball, the only other team this weekend, or at least in the in the Sweet Sixteen. That is a double-digit favorite. It is UConn. They're a 10-point favorite over Ohio State. The rest of the games are really, really close spreads. Um, the next biggest is Iowa. Yeah, a five, think, five and a half-point favorite over Colorado. <clears throat> I think me and Brendan got tickets to the Notre Dame-Maryland uh, game just because you get two games. Like yeah. Whenever you buy a ticket to uh, – the NCAA tournament, like you get two games, um, and the other game that we got was was Maryland Notre Dame, which that should be a pretty good matchup. I think Maryland is favored, but mm-hmm. um, and I, I think they'll probably win. But Notre Dame does uh, ha, did win a national title a couple years ago, and they're obviously a really good program. So you know, could be an upset there. But again, I think no matter what that Elite Eight matchup, we're going to be favored. You know, assuming we make it, which you know, I think we will won't, won't really have any problems with UCLA. Indeed, I'm confident as well, my guy. Going to be a lot of fun. <clears throat> yep, it should be. Uh, we'll uh, make sure to take a picture and, and send it to you just to show all the uh, people or all the Gamecock fans that are there because I think uh, it was basically sold out when I checked my tickets or, or whatever when we bought them there weren't very many seats left. So it should be a pretty raucous crowd home field advantage, all that kind of thing, which mm-hmm. is what you want in, uh, in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Greenville will be rocking. No doubt. I know you and Brendan will be leading the way. Dalton, appreciate the call as always, my friend. It's always a pleasure. All right. You have a good one. Hey Dalton, take care, man. Thanks so much. That leads us right into 2 o'clock, guys. I had one quick question for you. I actually just got these in the mail. They're blue light glasses. Do we think this is a vibe or not? I think the answer is probably going to be no. (laughs) Do I look more sophisticated? Do my takes now come off differently? Apparently, these are supposed to protect your eyes. I don't know, man. I thought they just looked kind of cool. 
Miss TSUS, I, I don't think is a very big fan. Hunter Kelly says, God, no. Thank you, Hunter. Thank you for letting me down easy. But what if I, what if I loved him, Hunter? What if I loved him, Hunter? Huh? What if I loved him? You know what? I might make this a thing now just because Hunter said that. Just because Hunter said that. Nah, I'm just kidding. But at minimum, we're going to sign off with them all. Guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Hey, the TSUS, I can't even take myself seriously. The (laughs) the TSUS Tour tonight, Spring Tour gets going. Carolina Ale House in Harbison. Be sure to check us out. Uh, Six o'clock is when things will get, excuse me, when things will get rolling. Six o'clock tonight, we'll get after it. Also, guys, check out the podcast. It dropped this morning, episode 769. Full breakdown of this weekend series against the Missouri Tigers. Guys, again, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Electric stuff, as always. Appreciate y'all. Have a great rest of your Thursday. And we'll see you tonight at Carolina Ale House in Harbison in Columbia, South Carolina. Y'all take care.